Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really wanna go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less. Realistically, it's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today I am bringing you a holiday Q&A. And if you notice that my audio does not sound the same as typical, it is because I am just rolling with it today. I'm using my computer microphone because I lent out a piece of my like technology that I need to connect my microphone and I don't have it back. So 
we're just, we're doing what we need to do today and we're getting this recorded. And I really think, you know, technology has come, come so far and I have a new-ish laptop, which I am very grateful for. And therefore, hopefully this sounds okay, but don't worry, you won't have to get used to it. I will, I will get my microphone back up and running for the next episode. But I'm actually really impressed with how this computer microphone sounds. Let's dive into today's episode. We are doing our holiday Q&A. And this year I decided to do a quarterly Q&A. It's been really fun. And this is going to be the final Q&A of the year. So I picked four of your holiday questions. And I like to keep it to like three or four questions. I can be long-winded. I don't want this to be hours long, so we stick to a shorter number of questions. So today, we're going with four. Um, I'm excited to kind of ring in December, even though this goes out on Thursday. December starts on Friday, but I just feel like it's the perfect episode to go into December with. Also, just kind of a final plug for your minimalish holidays. It is a 30-day journal, but I mean, we are... 25-ish, 26 days out from Christmas, depending on when you're listening to this, doesn't really matter because this journal is really meant to feel like a companion through the holiday season. So whenever you started it, if you already got it and started it like a month ago, perfect. If you start it right now, if you start it in five days, it's going to still help you root yourself in your values this holiday season and keep the holidays minimalish, whatever that looks like for you. So you can get it at DesireeAndries.com slash your-minimalish-holidays. You can grab it there. You can grab it on Amazon by searching your minimalish holidays, or you can go to the show notes. There is a link for it there. It includes a holiday decluttering challenge. We talk about contentment in the holiday season. We talk about consumerism in the holiday season. I loved creating this journal. I've been loving going through it myself. If you grabbed a copy, I hope you're loving it too. And if you haven't grabbed a copy yet, it is not too late. Okay, let's dive into our Q&A. So the first question is, how do you deal with the overwhelm of stuff coming in your house? So I'm not going to lie, I was just feeling this this past weekend because I was trying to finish up the holiday shopping for my own kids. And I was thinking about what I was bringing in. I was also talking with my mom and she was telling me all the stuff she got my kids. And then I saw my mother-in-law as well. And she just mentioned a couple of things and how many gifts she has for everyone. And of course, I, I will say that I lean on the side of gratitude when it comes to gifts coming in my house. Does it get to be a lot? Of course, anyone with kids will tell you it gets to be a lot (laughs) if people are bringing stuff into our house, whether it's for a holiday or just like any old day if we have grandparents or family members that love to gift our kids with things. Not to mention all the other stuff that they just like tend to gather and collect from birthday parties or school and they just bring it home and it just kind of can add up really fast. So During this season, I know and we all know that there might be an influx of stuff compared to a typical day. So I was feeling that. I was feeling that whole like, okay, there's going to be so much stuff coming in and I still want to get my kids stuff. Um, This is the only time of year really where I do get my kids stuff other than their birthdays, which 
is not like a huge influx of gifts from me to them. It's just usually one gift. So while we don't go overboard, I wouldn't say we are the most minimal on the Christmas gifts under our own tree. And I choose that. But I also know in the back of my mind that even though I I do enjoy that, I know other people are getting them stuff. So it kind of stresses me out. And I I have to really negotiate (laughs) with myself that I know. And and the biggest thing I think about is they are going to be overwhelmed with the amount of stuff coming in. And they are not going to be able to play with all of it. So I think about that because that's really what matters to me. Of course, I don't want a bunch of clutter. But I also, I want the money that I spend. I want the money that other people spend on my kids. I want it to be purposeful. And I also don't want to get stuff that just to donate it because it's never going to get used. So while I can kind of get caught up in that spiral, I try to do as few things to help myself tame that overwhelm that I feel. And I guess maybe the overthinking that I feel. But it's it's also just trying to be intentional about stuff, not not only do I a little bit overthink it, but I'm I am really just trying to be intentional. So one thing that I do is I try to get clear on my own values with how much stuff I'm going to be bringing in, whether some years I've brought in more stuff than others, whether I choose to bring in more intentionally choose to bring in a few more gifts this year than I did last year or vice versa. I am going to get clear on this. I'm not just going to let it happen. My husband and I are going to talk about it, and we are going to decide what type of toys and gifts are we going to bring in. Is it purposeful? Is it useful? Is it something the kids want? Is it something we think they will use? And we just try to get clear on what we're bringing in. And that helps me to not kind of last minute buy a bunch of stuff just because I feel pressured to have this magical Christmas morning with a big old pile under the tree. So that's one way to deal with the overwhelm of stuff coming in because I'm not going to be surprised. Um, Not that you're ever going to be fully surprised at what you are bringing in your house yourself, of course, but I'm starting early in kind of knowing what I'm bringing in and knowing the amount of space it's going to take up in my house. And therefore, the other thing that I do is I declutter before the holiday season. So, or during the holiday season. I I just declutter before Christmas, I should say. So I just did this about a week ago. I decluttered our playroom. I decluttered our craft closet. And as I decluttered, I know every single thing that I'm getting my kids. So I thought about like what things are going to take up space where would they go in this playroom or in my living room? Because we have like a kid's area in the living room as well. So I'm starting to plan where things are going to go. And then I'm keeping in mind the fact that the stuff that I bring in is not the only stuff coming in. So while I need to make space for the stuff that I'm bringing in, which I will say while I'm bringing in a couple of larger items, most of it are going to be things like games and books and and smaller things that aren't going to take up a whole lot of space. So then I'm thinking about what other people are bringing in my home. And I coordinate gift lists with my mom. So that's another way to keep the overwhelm down for me because even if she's going to bring a lot of stuff in, thank you mom for spoiling my children. <laughs> even if she's going to bring a lot of stuff in, I know what it is so I can make sure that there's space for it. 
And I just keep a little bit of extra space for other things that are coming as well. So I feel really good about the amount of stuff that is kid stuff in my house right now. And it's not super minimal. It's just it works for us. And there is space for what is going to come in. The last thing I try to remember when I'm feeling overwhelmed about the influx of stuff that comes with Christmas is that I remember that we don't have to keep stuff forever. So we will keep these items for as long as they are useful for my kids, as long as my kids are playing with them and loving them. And then we will donate them and give them another life with other kids when we are done with them. So that is the life cycle of any item that comes into my house. And that is the life cycle with Christmas gifts as well. Okay, second question is a fun one. And it is just what are some of your favorite traditions? As I was thinking about this, I realized that our traditions are very simple. So the first one is holiday movie nights. We love a good holiday movie night here. We usually pair them with some type of snack, maybe hot chocolate for a special occasion, but we just put on a movie typically like spontaneously and we enjoy all of our favorites throughout the season. Second is to see some lights in our neighborhood. So we like to take walks if we find a good night to bundle up and walk just as it's getting dark and see some Christmas lights. But we typically end up also, we definitely end up driving around. Most years, we try to fit in a walk to look at lights as well. And again, we keep it very simple. It's not like we are throwing together this like huge planned out night where we're going to see lights. We just hop in the car and we go (laughs) and maybe there's hot chocolate to go along with it again. Maybe not. Depends on the mood. Depends on if there's time. Okay, another tradition that we love, which some people despise, but we enjoy it in our house, is our elf. Now, I was hesitant to let an elf into our house, but our elf keeps things very simple. Our elf brings lots of joy. (laughs) Gemma loves our elf so much. And so because our elf keeps things simple, it is a joyful experience for the whole family. And that is all I'll say on that. And the last tradition that we really love is actually two events that we go to. One is a Christmas on the farm event at a local farm. So if you think like fall festival, but tone it down, make it a little simpler and less extravagant than like your big fall festival. So there's still a hayride. There's still animals and like climbing tower of hay, things like that. But there's also an artisan market in their main pavilion area. And that's really fun to just look at locally made gifts. There's a coffee truck. There's just all kinds of fun stuff. So we enjoy that event on the years that we get to go to it. This probably will be our third year being able to go to it. There's also a local Christmas party that we go to every year. It's a Christmas party that I went to as a kid, and Santa's there. He does trivia with the kids. The kids get gifts. My kids always love it. I enjoy being there with my mom. So that is a tradition that we love as well. While we can't control all aspects of the holidays, we can make sure that we feel confident for our holiday photos That's why I'm excited to partner with Apostrophe. I personally don't love photos. I'm always trying to wrangle my kids and end up in awkward positions in so many pictures these days. 
while apostrophe can't help me with the whole wrangling my kids thing, it has helped my confidence level because it's helped my skincare. And whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatments for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. Simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history, snap a few selfies, and a dermatology provider will create a customized treatment plan for you. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne and even body acne. Treat breakouts from head to toe. Apostrophe is such a simple experience. I love that it's given me access to a dermatology team from home. It gave me a tailored treatment plan and it did not even require me to visit the pharmacy. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash minimalish when you use our code minimalish. That's savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash minimalish, then click get started then use our code MINIMALISH at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. Hiring can be challenging, but sometimes a challenge is a good thing. And sometimes if we have a partner on our side helping us through that challenge, it's even better. So if you're hiring, you need a hiring partner that can help you rise to the challenge. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. And with Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things that I love about Indeed is it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash minimalish. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash minimalish. Just go to indeed.com slash minimalish and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast, indeed.com slash minimalish. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, next question. And this is a good one. How do you find time for rest within your holiday schedule? And I kind of rephrased that question, but it basically just said holiday schedules and rest. So I get what you're saying there. If you're busy, if you like the events that you attend and you don't want to say no to them, then you're probably going to be busy this holiday season. And even if you want to say no to things and you are going to say no to some events, like it still can be a busier season. There can be a lot on our plates during this time of year. So what I do and what I suggest is to think about what you're going to do with your downtime. Now, I know in a busy season, what happens is that 
our houses get a little messier, right? Because we're not home as much to tend to them. So with that said, in your downtime during a busy season, you might be feeling this pressure to like keep it all together. Okay, I'm home today. Like it's a random Sunday. We're just going to be home today. Okay, I need to get the whole house together, right? I need to clean up the mess that this busy week has brought on. Here's what I'm suggesting. If you want to find some rest during the holiday season, we're going to have to rest in the downtime that we have. That doesn't mean we have to let everything go. Like I typically have a routine that either my husband or I do every morning. We unload the dishwasher and then throughout the day we load it up or at least by the end of the night we're loading up dishes, doing the dishes, right? So we're going to keep that routine because it's natural to us. But we might let other things go. We might end up with a bigger laundry pile than normal. We might end up with, like, our dining room table might be a holding place for stuff. Things that, in my ideal world, is my house tidy and cozy all season long? Of course. But is that realistic? No. So I have to think about if I want to enjoy a huga, like, cozy holiday season, then I'm going to have to take advantage of it and I'm going to have to rest and I'm going to have to take the opportunities to snuggle up on the couch with my kids instead of constantly feeling like I have to keep everything moving. And I say the same thing for my husband because he is always feeling like he needs to be doing something in his downtime, like tidying something up or getting some kind of project done. And if this is a time of year when we are going to be busier, we need some rest, then we're just going to have to take our downtime to rest instead of tying up loose ends. And that's just how it's going to have to be. And I know that's not realistic that we can do that in every single downtime, but I'm just saying, let's take the opportunities where we can. Because when I think of the holiday season, like I do, I want to have some coziness. I want to be snuggled up under blankets with my kids. I want to be watching holiday movies and I want to feel peace and rest. So I have to take the opportunity to feel those things and allow myself to feel those things if that's what I want from my season. I also have a, this is kind of going in a different direction. This isn't necessarily about rest, but I do want to kind of shout out this episode from last year because if it's like the idea of coziness and huga which looks like Higgy, and I think I called it Higgy in a previous episode, but I know it's Huga. If you're looking for that vibe for your holiday season, I had an episode about that last year. I really loved it. I had two episodes with with that theme last year, actually, through the winter, but um, Diane in Denmark talked all about having a Huga Huga holiday season, and I love her. I love that episode, so I will link it in the show notes. Okay, I thought this last question was a fun one. And it says, what are some things you don't do during the holidays because of minimalism? And I thought this question was interesting because I don't really like revolve my life around the idea of minimalism, but it obviously influences the way that I do things because I use it as kind of a line in the sand for myself. Um, It is a set of guidelines that I kind of choose and pick from what fits into my life, but it definitely affects the way we do the holidays, at least in some way, shape, or form. 
I would say most, mostly it affects the mindset I approach the holidays with more than anything else, because we certainly don't do the, like I said, we're not like the most minimal when it comes to gifts on Christmas morning. It just kind of depends on the year and how we are doing things that year. So while our, our gift pile, our Christmas, our holiday season is not minimalist on purpose. Like I wouldn't say, I don't really say I need to have a minimalist Christmas. Like that is a rule that I abide by. It is certainly a mindset that helps me through this season that can be really taken over by consumerism. So one thing that I don't do is I don't focus on how I can make the gift pile under the tree bigger. So I say this because I I feel pressure to do this, or I have felt in the past. I have felt pressure based on like the size of the pile under the tree. And what I mean by that is I grew up with really big piles under the tree um, and just lots and lots of gifts. And that was really the magic of the season. That was a huge focus for us growing up. And I'm not here to bash that. If that is what works for you and your family, that is what works for you and your family. And you just take that and run with it. But for me, I don't want it to be all about the gifts. And while it is a fun part of the season, and I do love giving gifts to my kids, and I enjoy giving gifts to the people that I love, I try to not make that the focus, mostly by not feeling pressure to just like buy a bunch of small things to add to the pile and and make the pile under the tree look bigger and make the gifts just look extravagant and magical and amazing. And that doesn't mean our pile is super small, but it does mean that I'm not feeling pressure to just buy just to buy and just to have more stuff on Christmas morning. Another thing that I don't do, which might sound con- contradictory to what I just said. So I just said I enjoy buying things, gifts for the people that I love. But also, I don't participate in a lot of gift exchanges. I know there can be like gift exchanges at the workplace, gift exchanges with friends, gift exchanges with your very distant extended family, gift exchanges with this side of the family, that side of the family. I try to keep it as minimal as possible and just like pull myself out of that as much as I possibly can and keep it to just like immediate family and maybe close extended family. And I try not to feel. I don't know, pressured to participate in extra gift exchanges. I want to give to people like teachers and things like that to where I'm not expecting for a gift back. I'm not feeling like I need to get a gift for this person because they're getting me a gift. Like that is not what I want gift giving to be about. And of course, that is what it feels like just for some reason for so many of these gift exchanges in the holiday season. I want to give a gift based on gratitude. I don't want to give a gift based on feeling pressure. Also, a gift is not the only way to show gratitude. I don't know. I don't have complete thoughts on this, but regardless, the short answer is I don't participate in a whole lot of extra gift exchanges. And minimalism is one of the reasons, but also just it's overwhelming to to feel like I have this big gift list that I need to buy a bunch of stuff for people. And and when I don't know what that person could actually use and and what they even want and what they already have and don't have and 
when I could even get them, like then it just becomes an extra stressor. And then it feels like I'm just buying something just to buy something. And then, of course, that goes against my values when it comes to stuff. So that is just some of my raw, unfiltered thoughts on gift exchanges during the holiday season. All right. So I also mentioned that our elf on the shelf in our family is very simple. She herself, I would say, is a minimalist. She keeps things simple. So I'm trying to be vague in case you have other ears listening. But yeah, that's something. We don't do overly extravagant elves in our house, probably because of minimalism. But again, like, I don't really do much of anything because of minimalism. Like, I don't say, oh, I'm not going to do it this way because I'm a minimalist. It's more so that what are my values? Okay, I don't want to be overwhelmed with this extra task that I have to do all season long. Then we are going to keep things simple. Okay, I have two more. And really, I was just thinking of things that I see that I'm almost tempted to do, but I decide not to do because I decide that it is just an extra thing that we don't personally need in our house. It's an extra tradition that that's not going to fit with our family, at least right now. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with these things, by the way. I probably should have said that at the beginning. It's just things that we don't do because we cannot do it all, right? So I don't buy a fancy advent calendar each year. Like I saw that there's a little people advent calendar and I'm, I had to like really hold myself back from that because I think that's the cutest thing ever. I love little people, um, but we don't need 25 of them. But anyways, each year we just simply use this like countdown calendar thing that is fabric and that comes from my childhood Christmases. And we, it's like broken even, but we still use it. We use that thing and we put candy in it and chocolate, you know, as advent calendars do. And we use that and it's so much fun, but it does not involve more stuff or 25 extra little toys. And then lastly, I don't decorate a whole lot, especially outside, the outside of our house. And mostly it's because I don't want to spend a lot of money. This outdoor decor it's expensive. And I have not had a Christmas season yet where I'm like, okay, this is the year. I'm just going to try to figure out how to create an entire like outdoor collection of Christmas decorations. I also don't want to store all of it. I do have blow-ups that we've collected from my mom over the years. And we do put those out, but we keep it very simple, especially on outside decor. And on the inside decor, we have not that much either. We usually typically use lights. I have some like decorative houses and things like that, but it is just enough to make things feel festive, but not too much that it feels like a burden to store or it takes me forever to decorate. Also this year, a lot of my decorations are getting like undecorated. My tree's getting undecorated. I have only decorated half my tree even because once I put stuff up, the toddler is taking stuff down. So like I have tacky Christmas decor. I have two of these, I don't know, you press the button and they dance and sing that came from our house we just moved into. It was like the previous families. They gave them to us for our kids. They are probably from like the 70s or 80s. I don't know. They are something else. They're loud. They're tacky. 
my kids love them. Like that's what they love. So that's what we have. And we just have them by our fireplace. And again, these things get moved around all season long. So I'm not big into trying to decorate every shelf because it would somehow get undecorated. All right, and that concludes our holiday Q&A. But I have a gift for you. And that is I pulled together four days of the holiday decluttering challenge from your minimalish holidays and some extra goodies like a clutter-free gift guide. You can think of it as a sample of your minimalish holidays, but really I just wanted to bring you a gift that might help take some of the overwhelm out of the amount of stuff that's coming into your home this holiday season, bring you some intentional and clutter-free gift ideas, and also just help you make this season a little more minimal-ish again, as defined by whatever that means for you. You can grab that at DesireeEndries.com slash holiday gift. And that is DesireeEndries.com slash holiday gift. That's also in the show notes. You can find that link there as well. And that is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you share it with a friend? Share it on Instagram. Happy December tomorrow. Or if you're listening to this on Friday and beyond. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for sharing with a friend if you do that as well. I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.